0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Australia will weather this current virus storm. The nation will emerge from its darkest hour with time on the clock to score a win. There will be a golden dawn. New heroes and life will blossom across our land. Yes, it's time to bump... It's time to thump and celebrate on the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Pull them up, pull them on, and pat down for bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the leading light of long shots, HG Nielsen. Let her rip, HG
2: Yes, uh, T.F. Much, uh, Cedric has been Sump, A.O., torching the blindside blue paper once again. Uh, You can sense the power, the passion and the poke of the Sumpster, the springtime power and passion of the poke from the Sumpster camped in the bludgeoning on the blindside soundproof booth. At ABC Grandstand HQ, uh, Cedric is at the wheel of the bus. Uh, look, I'm not sure whether he'll be joining the Caravan of Hope, which we'll talk about in a moment, but the pedal's still to the metal and he's making all the stops and all the right moves, you know, indicator on when he pulls out, indicator the other way when he goes into a stop, all that sort of stuff. He's very, very professional. Remember, the blind side is the home of the whole of hope. That's right. If you're a little bit down in the dumps, then the whole of hope is something that come to your place and cheer you right up. Our charity partners, incidentally, the blink Knights of, of Balaclava, have organised the 2020 Caravan of Love heading up to the Big Watusi October the 25th at Homebush. The caravan will leave Princess Park in Melbourne Central at 6am on October the 9th. There will be a Victorian police escort to the border to ease the way forward. 20,000 vans have expressed an interest. We expect 2,000 to turn up on the morning of the 9th to make their way up to Homebush. They've expressed an interest in joining this pilgrimage to the spiritual home of Rugby League in Australia for obviously that one day in October. The caravan will bivouac for the night at Holbrook, just near the subs, the uh, local council there has given us about 46 hectares of space that we can use for the vans uh, before making, this is the Caravan of Love, making it into Homebush Lockdown Area late on October 11th. In plenty of time for the match on October the 25th. As part of the Watusi festivities, the Demon Souls of Bandina will entertain around the campfire alongside the subs on Saturday night. It'll be a magical night. The Demon Souls are just in brilliant form and look out for their new CD. Go online if you want to register your interest in being part of Rugby League history. Hollywood bound tradies, job keepers, and job seekers, welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side and another blast. A boot 2020 style. A session, uh, Aussie recession freaks, border busting patriots. God Talks To Me, Pilgrims and Meddling China Watchers, H.G. Nelson, opening the blindside dig for another citizen. Can I just say, as I always do at this point in the program, what a week! What an incredible week. A week of hope, old-fashioned hope. And a week when too much body's is barely enough. A week of absolutely chock-a-block full of rugby league nuance. Nuance. The man with the trouser full of feathers is obsessed with six again. He's finding new ways to shoehorn this into the COVID concept of the caper. Soon it'll be unlimited tackle. I mean, last night, if anything was to go by, I think they got up to 18 or 24 in a row at some points. This is Roosters v. Rabbits. What a fiasco that was. We might talk a little bit about that later on. I mean, I hope we're on the right side of that ledger, people. And uh, there's another $100 million large on the table for another Brisbane side. I mean, that's an awful lot of nuance, isn't it? $100 million for a second side in Brisbane. Look at how well their first side did this year. You think they might get a bit of egg and chip in their direction to maybe boost their playing stocks. Tasmanian basketball leaps into the NBL with that long search for a name Roy broke this last week involving the whole state about the climax. And did I see some suggestions that a name was already chosen even before the competition had climaxed? I mean, I certainly hope not. In AFL news, Eddie Maguire, Collingwood Supremo, and I didn't realise this, he's head of the Victor- Visit Victoria Task Force and the competition committee for the AFL. He's been out and about as an A-class citizen on the Gold Coast. More on that in a little bit later. He uh, he lobbed into the Pink Flamingo late for a few beers to better understand how Victorian venues can reopen after lockdown. I mean, there's a real mystery there, isn't it? You know, what? how, how are they going to do it? I mean, I know the conditions are easing. I know we're not broadcasting into the blighted landscape of Victoria at the moment, but as isn't May. I mean, how are we going to do it? Just open these venues and turn the lights. It's not going to work like that. We just can't turn the lights on and pull a beer and think it's all going to be okay. No, but Eddie's up there on the Gulf Coast in the pink flamingo. I mean, people love him up there. They wish he'd stayed. They wish he'd move. They think he's just one of them, the way he carries on, the way he buys a beer, buy, drinks a beer, the way he opens the door. Uh, Ed's also, as mentioned on the AFL Commission, a uh, competition committee uh, from the Commission, and it looks as though the murderer, remember him, has just been warming up uh, in 2020. Potential changes will make the game unrecognisable in 2021. He's talking about hubs existing and, you know, road trips for people, teams to go to Perth and play all their matches in Perth and then come home. And, uh, you know, 20-minute quarter, co- oh, we're going to win. Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go to get a go. If you've had got something, then, for God's sake, get back in the queue for another go. There's a dozen KKs and a 30 centimetres of sausage roll for everyone. All you have to do is ask now Australians, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf, let's lock horns with a man who this week has done something about our worsening relations with China. This man believes the time for chit-chat has to stop. It's now time for action. With the collapse of our football diplomacy initiatives, remember when Port Power led the way with matches in China and Aussie bok choy futures looked golden? If a bok choy future can look golden, I'm saying it can. Anyway, that, you know, incidentally, I think the uh, football diplomacy uh, of the AFL in China was the first wheeze the murderer plunged the blood-drenched putty knife into when his reign of right-hand terror began all those months ago. Now with Sino-Aussie relationships hitting rock bottom, this man, not that man, this man has offered to take Rudin King on a five-cities tour of China, including controversially Wuhan in an attempt to kickstart the thaw between our two great nations, that is China and Australia. Who can forget how ping-pong diplomacy opened China to the West in the 70s? In 2020, this man believes that horse, the horse and horse talk could ease the way forward. I know it won't be easy, I know it won't be easy, but Health Minister Hart and Foreign Minister Payne have agreed to push this trip to the top of the agenda. You know, because there's a lot of paperwork, red tape, all that sort of stuff to go through. They're going to try and get this facilitated, quick smart. Hopefully the clearances can come through this week so as the King can touch down China side in time for the Caulfield Cup. Imagine sitting in, say, Wuhan, watching the Caulfield Cup with the King (laughs) snorting the nose bag alongside you. The King will tour schools, uh, promote the Cox and Melbourne Cups, obviously, eat Aussie bok choy for delighted fans, conduct clinics for kids and appear as a special guest on some of their wonderful TV shows. It's a trip of a lifetime with the King putting back Uh, We'll put him back something for the nation he loves. There'll be an exhibition gallop at Sha Tin and Happy Valley should the king pull up well after the long trip. There's no guarantee about that, but we're hoping, fingers crossed, entry and exit visas into Hong Kong from the mainland will come with the package. The horse will be given, obviously, Class A status wherever he travels in China, and he's the first horse to be elevated to Class A status. The aim is to reignite Australian-China bilateral relationships. I mean, if a horse can't do it, who can? The man who accompany the horse to China is the, and the brains behind the operation, horse talk, diplomacy operation, is rampaging Roy Slaven, Roy, right, can we get the bludgeon on the blindside, blindside bunny in motion simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Funky,
0: dope. Yes. Thank you very, very much, uh, H.G. Nelson, and it will be a, a timely trip. And uh, I'm hoping one or two Aussies uh, who are interested can, uh, can join me.
2: Oh, that's a generous of you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just just. Uh, Have hard, you got room in the horse flight? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. plenty of room. Plenty of room. No, it'll be a great trip. And uh, I, I, well, my only difficulty is I can't get anyone to answer the phone in China at the moment. I, I the wouldn't one, let one. that worry you. No, 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 I won't. Yeah. I'm just going to turn up <laughs> with a canimbler. And a horse, <laughs> you know, float. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Now, it's been a week, A.C., where mercifully and, oh, I'm so relieved. Common sense has made a comeback. Mm -hmm. Common sense, I thought we'd lost that, lost a sense of it, but it's back. The uh, breaks that were put on credit have been taken away. (laughs) Responsible lending laws are to be wound back. Hip, hip, hooray! For all those Aussie dreamers, Australians can... Look, you might have a vision, a second pool in the backyard... A second house, a second block of flats,
2: a Mustang. With
0: your mates, you know, a new car, we'll get the old car resprayed, maybe a new drop saw. I'd love one of them. Or you might feel lucky. You might just think,
1: whoa,
0: I wouldn't mind the each way nudge up poker machine. Let's give it a go. I'll we'll to the bank, Ka-ching. give us some money, Ka-ching. and I'm off to the each way nudger with hope in my heart knowing I'm going to be a winner. Oh, Aussies, we're back. That is, people with a vision, people with a wallet, you can put something back in it and go out and spend, spend, spend. We'll get this country moving again. Bugger China, we don't need them. We've got our banks! Now. <laughs> got anything more to say on that? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Mm. I you might have so it. relieved. Mm. I couldn't believe it. When, when, the, when the, the know, it was first the treasurer, Josh Frydenberg, a terrific bloke, came out, and I thought, is that what he said? I know. And then Matthias Corman, yeah. he backed it up. I know. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I went straight down to the bank. I
2: said, yeah. where's the form? I'm filming it. Hang on, well, hang on, hang on. Right, <laughs> right, right. right. And then they said,
0: no form, Roy. No, no form. No, no, no form. Yeah, who? That's just they just said, where's your bag? That's just oh, I'll go and get it. it. was in the car. Came back with my bag. They filled it. Now, rugby league lose 100 staff in a shake-up being dubbed the Abdo Revolution. <laughs> the Abdo Revolution, i.e., more for less. Uh, and more with less. Yeah. And we saw it last night. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to talk about this. I, I mean, what a terrific match it was. I, I don't know how, how much you won, but I won an absolute bloody mozza. Yeah. I got it all, the five tries, tries—and you know, yeah. it's great. Fantastic entertainment. Can't call it rugby league, it's a show. Remember, it's a show. You just got to, you know, put the right glasses on when you watch it. Now... Uh, new rules for Rugby League, for God's sake! Can't we just leave the game alone for ten minutes? Just just let us enjoy it. Wait, like we did last night. We don't need new rules. It's tickety-boo. Tickety-boo. You couldn't have had more first-class entertainment than last night, I'm telling you. And money. And money. Got another bag. <laughs> Where's your other bag, Roy, they said to me as I was leaving. Oh, oh. I left it in the car, went and got it, came back, filled, filled it up.
3: It up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, Felu, uh, Felice Kafusi, who I listen to, I do. Not when it comes to tips, no, but just in, you know, life, life matters. I, I'm always listening to him. Well, he thinks Cam, that, that's the playing immortal, will play on. And then he said tantalisingly, the question is, which jumper will he be wearing? Oh, yeah, I know. that. What a brilliant... Whoa, did that... Second sentence. Yeah, I, I turned around. I thought, oh, 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 what, do you, what do you mean? Yeah, what do you mean? to What are you, are you trying doing? to, tell me, you trying you to tell me? Then he said, where'd you get them two bags? I said, in the car. Now, sad farewell, HU for Darius Boyd. What a night. I know. What a week for the Bronx. Mm. Their share price has gone up to 46 cents, I think, after, after the, the wooden spoon. spoon was was handed out, yeah. uh, which is terrific for those who it had, could, l- well, you know, stocks. Yeah, which I did. Yeah, you a put three.
2: a couple of bags into them.
0: I did. Yeah, of course I did. Now, um, there's talk, however, of a Bellamy Kevy Walters ticket for the bronze dream ticket. A dream ticket. Now, this is how it's going to work. Now, Kevy worked with uh, Bellamy. In days gone by, they get on very right. well. They respect each other. Mm-hmm. Now, the idea is that Kevy, who, you know, the man with the sign, hire me outside the Broncos headquarters for the last 10 years, I think he's going to be asked to actually come into the clubhouse and they're going to talk to him. Now, if he agrees to coach next year, the Broncos, and I think he will, this comes with uh, the endorsement of Craig Bellamy who will take over as coaching director in 2022. The question is, looking at the interesting uh, comments made by Carfusi, my feeling is that Cam Smith will be the captain of the Broncos next year with Kevi Walters as coach with Craig Bellamy moving up 2022. That's why the share price has gone up. Four cents. Four cents. Now... There's outrage over rugby league clubs' decisions to rest players for the finals. It affects the betting. It affects the betting. You don't know who's going to turn up in what jumpers. You just don't. Thank God we didn't see any evidence of that last night. Sunnyville <laughs> wasn't. Well, we'll get was right Sunnyville. He was. He was great. He, d- he me. was. He was. I mean, it was d- a real shot in the arm for a rugby you know, league. Well, for old people who think they can't do it anymore, you can. <laughs> now the Qantas Wallabies are no more and that's very sad I don't know how many well maybe 30 years they've been uh the yeah very, Qantas very wallabies. tight fit yeah very tight fit they, flew, know, around and they flew around took them and Qantas you know put on extra scene. first class form wherever they went and they didn't let them down there were there were no incidents they didn't take over the plane they didn't do anything stupid. They, they were fantastic ambassadors for Qantas. But it's a great opportunity, HG, for, uh, I don't know, who oh, are I? Oh, I thought you, you were going in a different direction. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Rex. No, Steggles, maybe? Steggles! I mean, it's worked for Easts. Look at last night. <laughs> <laughs> Steggles were never <laughs> prouder than last night, nor was I. I was tempted to go out and get something. I had a bag of money, too, actually. Thought I might go out and get a Steggles, but I couldn't find one. Anyway, uh, or maybe Bob Jane Tmart. Oh yes, the Bob Jane, the Bob Jane, Jane, Jane Mart Wallabies. It's I, got a nice
2: fit. It has, and would, it? wouldn't tie fit feel. Wouldn't they proud? Noticed again,
0: proud. Mm. Yeah, proud. So uh, anyway, if, if there's a business out there, you know, you know who you are, and you're looking for, you know, some attachment to the Wallabies. Now's your time. Just make a call. Now, a couple of cricket things, HG. Um, Dean Jones, well, it's a very sad day. It was a very sad news. Um, We met Dean a few years ago. He came on the show. He did. And he was terrific. Very engaging. Very engaging. Very good commentator. We got on very well with Dean. Mm. Um, And it's fair to say, I think, that the establishment didn't like Dean very much no. and uh, truncated his career in test cricket um, because he bucked the establishment in many ways. Yes, yeah, the,
2: the cricket establishment. The cricket establishment. That's right. Um, you and I have never got on with the cricket establishment. Never. That's why we don't play for Australia. Exactly. Never mind they
0: were not any good. No, I know. That's I never know. been But Putting it that to one bag side, bag. it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. Uh, I remember Dean telling me once, he'd uh, first time he used the reverse sweep, because mm-hmm. I think he might have pioneered the reverse sweep. Mm-hmm. This is in one-day cricket, and I think it was Bobby Simpson who got him aside and said, "Play that shot again, and you'll never play for Australia again." That's the sort of resistance.
2: It was to his innovation.
0: To his innovations, yeah. yeah. Now they um, relate. His... He was the first player to wear sunglasses on the field, mm-hmm. and he got bagged. Tony Gregg bagged him. Over oh. that. I mean, all the establishment were were against uh, Dean. but he was a, a a terrific bloke, and he will be very, very, very much missed. Um, now, Mitch Marsh, Mitch uh, Marsh, HG, I don't know how missed he's going to be. He's got a serious ankle injury. These marshes, they're always... How, did how he, many years have we been... How old are these marshes? I mean, it's well, you, if they've been playing all my life. How did he you know, get the ankle yeah. injury? A I don't know. With that ankle I don't injury. Know, playing cricket. Hmm. Playing cricket. Anyway, in other news, Justin Langer, and this is very exciting. Well, exciting. I don't know if it's exciting. It's interesting. He's introducing what he's calling a fight club to break the bubble monotony with Would, the cricket training. Hang on, are we going to get... A fight club amongst the cricketers. Can you imagine where this is going to go? Imagine. Concussion. I know. Imagine, uh, you know, I don't know, Finchie and Show get in the ring together. They're great mates. But, you know, it's not. It's going to affect their friendship. I know. Because, you know, Finchie's a much bigger bloke. He's going to try and, you know, take out the show And shows, you know, cunning as a rat. Mm -hmm. He's going to duck and weave and probably, you know, bop Finchie on the nose a few times. Finchie's not going to like it. And it's going to undermine their relationship. It's not a good idea. I don't know where Langer's coming from. Although, having said that, there'd be quite a few players in that team who'd like to get in the ring with Langer and punch him in the head.
1: (laughs) Anyway, make of that what you will. Rugby League supports NATO, the CSIRO, the ANZUS Pact and the World Health Organisation. No other sport has made such a commitment. This is bludging on the Blind Side.
2: Yes, uh, Roy, just before we come to the match last night and the role of Sonny Bill, who's revolutionised the game. Yeah. Uh, I'm just wondering how these rule changes, which are extensive now over the course of the year and are more are indicated, mm. how they're being made. It's just for Landis sitting in the in the gloom of his television at home thinking, well, we've got to do something about speeding it up. So one way to speed it up is to get rid of scrums, mm. you know, because they, the rule change is substantial. Is there a rules committee? Does Bennett and yeah. Gould and them sit on a, some sort of committee? I don't think
0: there is a committee, HG. I, I, I think he's... Yeah. He's acting alone in this matter, I think.
2: And the clubs, why don't yeah. they jack up and say, well, we, we think this yeah. is going too far. We don't mind the six again. Sure. You know, and then last night, I come back, he promised that you wouldn't be talking about referees. All I can think about is refereeing decisions yeah. from last night. Yeah. There was at least two tries disallowed to South. not that it would have made any difference no, to the score. No, it wouldn't have, no. It would have just no. been another 12, so it would have been 72. <laughs> two yeah. Eight or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah,
0: that's right, that's right. It was a remarkable match in many ways, wasn't it? Mm. Um, um, and and oh, East's very hard to figure, really. All you can say is that there was, so there's something corrupt going on that we are not privy to. There's information that we, you know, if someone said to me, you know, each of the East's players were visited the night before and had a gun placed to their heads saying, don't turn up tomorrow and you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. or we'll be back, Mm -hmm. um, then I think, oh, well, fair enough,
2: yeah. I think I I understand understand the result. I understand
0: the result, yeah. Yeah. Remember, of course. But with that not having happened, then it's inexplicable and it's inexcusable. It's not rugby league. It's not rugby league as we know it.
2: Can I come back to something you Mm. said when Volandis took over the job? I think you quoted the uh, Manly versus Parramatta clash. Mm. You said the score would be 26-10, para winning. Yeah. Now, go out there and sort that out amongst yourselves. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sure. The, it felt to me as though Volandis has indicated the score mm. he would like to see in this game and off they went. Yeah. Now, yeah. very professional, of very course, got well, exactly the same score. Yeah. Now, can I come to things like last night, like the scrums last night. Now, mm. They were neither bad nor... No, they were just
0: your regular scrums, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, that's
2: did? right. Now, I'm thinking, well, I could still, you know, a bit old-fashioned. I kind yeah. of like the idea of
0: the scrum. I like the idea of, you know... Twelve people getting together and having a chat, and yes, and, and bending over. Yeah, no. there's <laughs> nothing does, wrong. You know, I, I think, know. oh, well, great. Yeah, yeah that's something. <laughs> and people who don't understand rugby, they look at this and they think, oh, what are they doing? Yeah, exactly. Don't ask.
2: Yeah, and don't uh, ask. I like the idea that the front row is the yeah. two props and the hooker. Yep. Backed up by the a couple of second rowers and a lock. <laughs> yeah. Now. now who, I thought that was a rule, but that, of course, isn't a rule. That's just my stupidity about yeah, the game. So yeah. anybody packs into the scrum now. You yeah. see, Gutherson from he seems to be locked most of the time for mm-hmm. the Parramatta Reels.
0: Yep. yep. Sometimes you'll get you'll get a winger packing a scrum because they want to stack some defence out on the. You know, I mean, coaches. No. <laughs> yeah. <Well, laughs> they just undermine everything, don't
2: they? Now, can I ask? We now seem to be pushing towards something which is closer to. Basketball. Mm. Is that where we're going with all of this? Mm. Uh, So they want to speed it up to get to scores as they would in basketball. So it's 100 points to 105, that sort of thing. Very close. And so you saw last night, in fact, I think South's trying to invent a version of the game that was very close to basketball. Yeah. They got pulled back a couple of times because the passes went forward. Mm. It might have been East, actually, now that I think about it.
0: Yeah. Trying to play basketball. Yeah. Yeah, out there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, th- there was just no interest in tackling last night. No. Was there? <laughs> or that defence, that line defence. Yeah, line defence. That defense. goes up and or, down. Or even sliding defence. Yeah. There, there was no defence out there at all. And I don't know if that's the Sonny Bill influence. I don't I, I I don't know. Do you know? Do you Maybe Sonny Bill's uh, had a word to him. Said, well, look, you know, the Timberwolves, we didn't, we, we, we didn't oh, match. Oh, let's do that then. But we, that's because we, we just didn't tackle. Oh, don't we have to tackle? No, bugger tackling. You know, let's just attack. the Landers will get rid of that. <laughs>
2: yeah. Now, what I was going to say was that you can see that they wait for Sonny Bill to come on and solve the problems, don't you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I
2: mean, that's large. They, right? they were
0: just all looking at Sonny Bill to do something.
2: He was on the bench, though, most of the night. <sighs> but then when he came on, he Yeah, was, nothing happened. No, nothing happened. Um, do you think that, that people are going to get cross with this or do you think this is where... See, what well, I don't understand, is this what rugby league people who go to the games, yeah. who support the game, I know it's COVID compliant, sure. want?
0: Is that what the surveys say? Is that no, what the, the surveys, I think, say that people want to see their clubs... Win. Well, at least try. <laughs> at least try, be credible. Uh, Easts weren't credible last night. You know, nobody's going to be buying Steggles
1: today. They won't. Could multinationals own NRL teams? Imagine a top four in 2022 featuring the Tesla Rabbits, the Amazon Eels, the Facebook Tigers and the Huawei Broncos. Rugby League. It's a funny old game and nothing would surprise bludging on the blind side.
2: We come to this weird incident of uh, Eddie Maguire on the loose on the Gold Coast and dropping into Dream Girls, I think it was. No, the pink the, the pink pink
0: flamingo. Flamingo. Sorry, here. Yeah. He,
2: early in the night. He was at Joker. It's
0: more, it's a sort of burlesque entertainment, I think. HG. Yeah, now, the visiting a bit Victoria. bit like Weimar, Germany. Wow. You, you remember, like. like You'd see scantily
2: clad people dancing, yeah, smoking, and, and uh, smoking having the time of their lives, and, yes. and um, Drink, odd, drinking ja- away. Yeah, people. and absinthe and weird oh, drinks like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 you know. Yeah, yeah. And they'd have a band there playing a bit of jazz. That's and, right. Yeah, a couple of tunes and mm-hmm. very satirical and all that. stuff. Oh of,
0: yeah, ironic and <laughs> ironic. Difficult to understand yeah. and slightly impenetrable, but fascinating at the same time. Is
2: that what they do on the Gold
0: Coast? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Now. What I've got is the visiting Victoria
2: idea. Now, he claims, this is Eddie
0: claims Hard gig there. at the yeah, moment yeah. for Eddie. Yeah. If he's in charge of, you know, visit Victoria, well, nobody's visiting. You can't. <laughs> now,
2: he's up there with a, obviously a checkbook or, you know, a bag of money from yeah. the bank's new Bossies. no-docs loans. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Now, uh, with the state government imprimatur, and what mm. would what would the nature of the rave be, you know, do you want to come and see Collingwood play? my name's Eddie Maguire, yeah, so what? Uh, yeah. You know, well, I'm in charge of Collingwood. Oh, got any tickets, Eddie, for next season? Yeah. Got a membership? You know, that sort of stuff. Right. I mean, and then we say, what does he learn from the Gold Coast that he doesn't know already? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This, The doors are open, people are flooding in, there's cops keeping people out, bouncers, sure. all that sort of stuff. Sure. You know, people employed, beer,
0: travelling, you know, a million
2: miles an hour, yeah, all that sort yeah, of yeah, stuff.
0: Yeah, and, yeah, 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 I mean, well, what, look, this, I, I don't a, think any of the Collingwood club players or committees, anyone in the bubble in Queensland would have any problems or resent at all Eddie going out and having a few beers at the Pink Flu. I just don't. I no. don't because he was there to see how COVID restrictions can be lifted carefully mm-hmm. and he wanted to see how it's done. That, that's my understanding. Now, the team, of course, so you, you maintain social distancing. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, yes. Hand sanitiser. Hand sanitiser. on bath. the way in. Everybody strips off I think in he the went bath. with his son, didn't he? I think he did. Yes, yeah. So they so went into so the bath. So they both went into the pink flamingo. They gear off into the bath, out of the bath, hosed off. Clothes back on. In order, they go. In they go. It order the first beer. the beer.
2: Yeah, he was impressed by the fact that it only took three
0: minutes to do all of that. Well, that's impossible. I don't believe that. No. You know, I've been looking and been involved in the sanitiser bath for a Business. long time now. You cannot do it in three minutes. Right. You cannot. So are you suggesting that – I'm it- suggesting you didn't go in the bath. Oh, that's what right. I'm suggesting. In which case there needs to be an inquiry. Now, now, who's going to conduct this inquiry? The Queensland police? I don't think so. The Victorian police? I don't think so. COVID people? COVID marshals at the club? Are there COVID
2: marshals at the Pink Flamingo? Well, I'd like to think there were. Well, if there are,
0: we need to hear them speak. The
2: high vest and COVID yes. marshal written on the back yeah. and the. Well, they point to you to point to the bar as you come through the, the door. door. Yeah, that's right. In you go. Mm. Now. They leave the Pink Flamingo and move on to Hollywood Showgirls and Mm -hmm. then to the kebab shop across the road. Meanwhile, the poor old team, (laughs) they had a big night. Uh, Meanwhile, the poor old team stuck in Perth in ISO. ISO, Quarantine ready for the match next weekend. Sure. 14 days. Sure. Now, uh, what starts to worry me is Eddie's then Mm. somehow on the Gold Coast for this whole period of time leading up to the grand final because he can't come out of the... You can't come out of Brisbane, and go back to Melbourne no, because no, no. been you quarantine. have to be locked
0: yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
2: yeah. It's it's doesn't it doesn't don't have to go into lockdown. I, I understand yeah. that. It's boring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't go out to the Pink Flamingo, <laughs> no. amongst other things. Yeah. Now, what I'm trying to get to, though, is is Victoria yeah. have they lost completely the idea of how to entertain themselves? So much so well, that they need the to send Eddie yeah. McGuire to the Gold Coast to the Pink Flamingo yeah. to work out how it's done. I mean, this is just madness.
0: Well, I don't know if what for pe- burlesque freaks in Victoria, where do they go? I know. I know. Is there a is there the equivalent of the pink flamingo
2: in Melbourne? I there don't must know be. there must be. There must be, surely. There must be in King Street. There used to be a strip of joints yeah. down there in the old days. I don't know if they're still there. Right. Or, you know, I'm, I'm now thinking, uh, you know, would Crown be somewhere where they might
0: have. Well, a you don't book? get burlesque in Crown. Oh, I know you don't. We've been you know. to Crown. That's no, no. dull. dull. Yeah. But there might There's be. poker machines and they're great. <laughs> they're great. It, and if you but think. If you're a burlesque freak, mm, don't I'll go, go to Crown. You're just no, going waste your dull. time. Yeah, correct. Correct. So.
2: He's up there...
0: Yes, looking to see if burlesque could be transferable to the context of Melbourne. Mm. I think it probably could. I don't mm. know. Mm.
2: <laughs> mm. And would he be booking acts? <laughs>
0: well, How'd you like to come down and play the Collingwood <laughs> Steam Room? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure he's looking to a post-COVID world. I don't think your burlesque artists would like to spend no. <laughs> two weeks in a hotel room. Yeah, no, I, I mean, they that. might. I don't know. Mm. I don't know them. That could be a show. Could be a show. Two weeks, the in. basis of a show. Yeah. yeah, that's
2: what I mean. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, you've just got out of isolation. <laughs> here it is. Here what it we is. did in isolation. <laughs> yeah. Now the other thing here is, is that what worries me is, do you think this is a wheeze, mm. or do you think this is seriously?
0: Remember, of course. were are you see... suggesting that Eddie and a couple of mates mm, cooked up a committee, just thought they'd go to the Pink Flamingo to take in the burlesque because they haven't seen any Before burlesque were... in a long time. <laughs> Not expecting there'd be public examination of their behaviour. Is that that it? Yeah,
2: they wanted a night of burlesque and kebabs.
0: Yes. I mean, who wouldn't?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's not much else to do, (laughs) is there? The greyhound industry questions the French submarine deal, the issue of fracking and the financial health of our universities. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio.
2: You do feel rather sorry for the Richmond 2, don't you? The the it's a stack and Column Jones, Coleman Jones. Oh you? You know who had the night in the uh, in the Hollywood Showgirls and the kebabs.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. is
2: Hollywood Showgirls is that sort of burlesque? I assume so. I assume so. Uh, You know.
0: Uh, See, it's very popular at the moment, burlesque, isn't it? It's
2: gone through the roof. It's gone through the roof, Remember yeah. a while ago, Sydney, you couldn't go out without coming no. into burlesque. I no, think no, that's no. moved up
0: to the Gold Coast now. W- wasn't there a fair bit of burlesque, HG? I want to say the, the Spiegel Tent. The Spiegel
2: Tent, indeed. part isn't of the that Sydney, where Sydney, Sydney people could go? And, and I think and the Spiegel Tent does go around the place. Does it? I think it's in Melbourne. I'm not sure whether they have burlesque in it, but uh, I'd love to know. Mm.
0: Well, if it's been to Melbourne, Melbourne's seen burlesque then, because that's all you get into, Spiegel Tent.
2: Now, can I just – see, the difficulty that I have here is, you've just hit the nail on the head from my point of view, Mm. is people in Melbourne aren't idiots. Mm. They know, you know, well, the lights go on and then they go off and then there's a blue light and then curtains part and somebody comes out and sings, hey, big spin."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the start of the show. Yeah, you know. I know, man. I yeah.
2: So what happens is they know what to do. Uh, <laughs> they know that w- people love to come in and have a drink and sometimes they like harder drinks and softer drinks, if I can yeah, put yeah. it that way. Yep. And sometimes, you know, people uh, you know like to have something to eat and, um, you know. Oh, soybeans, yeah, well, snack, sort of a snack,
0: a few finger foods, that sort of thing. Yeah. While they watch their burlesque. That's correct. Sipping their beers.
2: Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> and making ribald <row> comments. <laughs> uh, um, look. What I'm worried about is is unless Eddie's collecting ideas for something completely different, like along the lines of, say, Dream World or one of those great, haven't they got a Hollywood world up there? Well, they do. Movie world. They
0: do. Be. But Eddie thinks big, though, HG. He mm. might be thinking of opening Burlesque World in Melbourne. Right. <laughs> Eddie's Burlesque World. Right. right. You know, somewhere in town. Somewhere not a million miles from Crown, you know, in, oh, I don't know. So it's a walking distance of each way nudger. Yeah, around South Bank, somewhere yeah, around that, there. Yeah, that's good, yeah. Plenty of room right. there. Right. So you get a nice big venue. Mm-hmm. Eddie's at the door, come on in. Mm. Where do you want to sit? Oh, near the stage. <laughs>
1: Australians, these are rugby league heroes we should never forget. Kevin Hardwick, Steve Edmund, Tulson Tollett, Horry Hastings, Lord Ted Goodwin and Brett Horsnell, all remembered fondly with thoughts and prayers on Bludging on the Blind Side.
2: Yes, um, Roy, just before we come to the first bit of loot for the afternoon, mm. uh, this Winter Olympics in Beijing, now I know you've been to China many, many times. I have, yes. Uh, look, I just before we get to it and it's easy to bag china isn't it It's, it's very easy you, at the yeah, moment You're soft targets' mm-hmm. soft targets that's mm-hmm. right, and of course they, they they are doing things in their country which we don't sort of subscribe to, but yeah. I forget that mm-hmm. I accept that they're in trouble there. Yep. Have you spoken to Dick Pound about the problems? Is Dick thinking next year we've got two duds on our hands, as in the Japanese Olympics. <clears throat> as in the postponed Japanese Olympics from yeah, this year, which yeah. looks like it's going to be problematic, it and is. then the crisis in Beijing uh, because of the government's intransigence mm. for the 2020 Olympics, 2022 Two, Olympics, Winter yeah,
0: Olympics. Yeah,
2: now, yeah, I'm yeah. just wondering if you've had a word to him about Smigan. Well, I did. And what did he think of the ideas? Well, of-
0: he's worried that climate change is going to impact upon the amount of snow at that that uh, happens at Smiggin's. And there's probably an element of truth to that. Mm-hmm. But uh, we now have the the ability, H, HG, to manufacture our own snow, we which can. is world-class.
2: World-class artificial snow. The artificial best snow. artificial the best, art- uh, snow in the without
0: world. Without doubt. Without doubt. So I, I don't see snow as being an issue anymore. But the facilities are pretty well there. We could certainly run a games there as you know, we know we've we've done a re- serious reconnaissance of the site many years ago, and we were astonished around Mount Buller in particular, HG. Remember when we visited there and we looked at their facilities? It was, it was just incredible. World class,
2: world class, and and mm. and a lively. Yes, uh, if you want a little bit of burlesque, it's the sort of place where that wouldn't be out of
0: place. No, it wouldn't be out of place. You know, no, and the, and the locals were so much behind it. Mm.
2: And remember, of course, we came up with an advertising campaign, being bring the White Thunder Down Under, which That's was right. a
0: great, great line, still works. Yes. And of course the and other, other impressed one, at the time the President Jacques Rogue, you did. may recall, because we presented it to him and the bid. And he was
2: very taken by very the idea taken that we could it. step in, and also a short notice. And remember, of course, there was—I mm. uh, think there was a line along the lines of, uh, "If you've got the poles, we've got the we've holes." We've got the holes, exactly. which
0: promoted Smiggin's terrific. Yes, exactly. And, and that's a universal message too. Everybody understands that. <laughs> that's right. Now, Coates. Anyone who likes burlesque will understand it.
2: Now, Coates, where's you know? I mean, he's usually mm. pretty proactive. I know he's still hanging on to the dream of mm. 2021.
0: Mm. Yes. Uh, well, uh, Kochi thinks that uh, the Tokyo Games are going to be magnificent.
2: Yeah. Vaccine-fueled Tokyo B- Games? Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But he hasn't quite pointedly supported Smiggan's Holes. Right. And I don't know why. It's un-Australian, as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. not to support
2: Smigan's Is he still thinking he would go ahead in uh, China? In, in China, yeah. 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 Gee, that's a long boat. I okay, know. we watch this space. Now, uh, look, the first bit of loop for the afternoon is, as this is a special day, of course, uh, 20 years ago today, we came to the end of the greatest games ever at uh, the Sydney Olympics out at Homebush there. And remember, of course, Homebush was an old abattoir site and they had a lot of remediation. The brick pit. The brick, pit, the brick pit, A lot of remediation problems with asbestos and stuff. Oh, like sure. That, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still yeah, haven't yeah. fixed it all up. They can't yeah. use a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the dream was part of the coverage of the uh, Sydney Olympics and we've got the VHS... Copies might be the last VHS copies we'll be able to give away ever. Uh, Week one of the Sydney 2000 Games and week two of the Sydney 2000 Games to Mm. some lucky listener who can answer the following question.
0: Yes, the question is, HG, how many cities will Rooting King visit on the upcoming trip to China? How many cities? Phone now.
1: An app that monitors all graded AFL and rugby league players? It's here. Stay in touch. Stay safe. Download the bludging app and enjoy peace of mind. Now, uh, we've got some loot to give away.
2: Who are we talking to, Roy?
0: Uh, yeah, just before we get there, HG, um, someone is suggesting that uh, burlesque performer Dieter von Tees. Yes could be employed for the uh, opening or halftime entertainment for the AFL grand final. Wouldn't that be
2: fantastic? Mm. Would she come out in a huge, say, cocktail glass to begin with?
0: I think you've got it exactly and right. then somehow... Exactly right. The
2: trouble the only trouble I've got was, you know, a lot of burlesque depends on lighting and mood and stuff but like that. But d- it's a
0: nighttime final.
2: I know, but I'm not completely convinced yet that it'll be completely dark ah. in for the pre-match.
0: Oh, no, it'll be halftime. Oh, half-time hot. Oh, half-time It'll be oh, dark. Yeah, yeah. It goes absolutely dark. Black. Spotlight. Spotlight. And then out comes a nice, you know, well, huge really cocktail glass. Yeah,
2: just looks small to everybody. Just looks small there. to everybody else. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then boom. Out. out of, oh, I know, you can see man. it now.
2: And then it's People just, would love that. I know. And there's something to do with water and swimming and in the cocktail glass and,
0: yes. you know, say. Other performers. Yeah,
2: oh, yeah, that's, right. that's Lo- right.
0: Local burlesque acts from the Pink Flamingo. I mean. Yeah, no, rights itself. Rights itself. It. Doesn't need us to help. No, remember. God, no. <laughs> now Who are were talking to, Roy? Uh, yeah, we're joined by Mick from McLean. How are you there, Mick? Yeah, good, thanks, Roy. How are you going? Yes, not too bad at all. Now, Mick, is there much rugby league happening, local rugby league in the McLean area?
3: No, mate, unfortunately, thanks to this virus, yeah, no, they've had to um, withdraw it because we're in the ARL so that oh. yeah, goes up to the border and that. So, um, yeah, she's only been a bit of junior stuff going on this year.
2: Oh, what a blow. And how many teams in the RL competition usually, Mick?
3: Uh, normally about eight, I think there is.
2: And McLean has its own team usually in that competition. It's not as though you have to amalgamate with another town or.
3: No, mate. Uh, we go alone. The, the mighty. Um, Lower Clarence magpies. The magpies. Whoa, the lower Clarence Mc- magpies. There's a handle
0: you can hang on to. Isn't that fantastic? Look, what's going to get people wanting to visit McLean at the moment, uh, Mitt?
3: Oh, well, she's actually known as the Scottish town in Australia. So, yeah, that draws a big crowd at certain times of the year and... Yeah. You mean no, you have a, a sort of area. High,
2: a Highlands Games? Would you have run a Highland Games the there? The throwing
0: of the Khyber and that, that yeah, sort of telegraph stuff. telegraph poles and, and the, the yeah, hammer throwing. That.
2: You have all yeah, of that? all that
0: stuff. And dancing and, yeah.
3: and bands. Is there a, a Scottish pipe band in the area, Mick? Yeah, 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 for sure. And, um, yeah, they come from near and far. So, yeah, you know, she's a, a real big event, don't I? And <laughs> what
2: time of year yeah, is that okay. usually on, Mick?
3: Uh, Normally, I'm trying to think now, normally around about the middle of the year. Middle uh-huh. of
0: the year. Does it coincide, for example, with the the birth of Robert the Bruce?
3: Could well do. Could well <laughs> do,
0: yes. Oh, isn't that fantastic? And are there clans? Uh, are there various Scottish
3: clans yes. in the in area? There, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, they got all that. Power poles through the town they are all painted up in the different tartans. So, yeah. Oh, nice that's uh,
0: a great touch. Okay. So, you'd have people like the McKinnons, the Camerons, the McDonalds, the Campbells. Yeah, all of the above and uh-huh. about a thousand
2: others. <laughs> and now, listen, can I ask, is there a shop in, in town that might have, you know, if you wanted a tartan scarf mm. or a kilt, a kilt or a, a spurring, a set of bagpipes, would they be able yeah, to get them yeah. in town?
3: That's... Yeah, got a special dedicated shop down there. Yeah, the little the little Scottish shop. Yeah, and it does just nothing but just all the Scottish souvenirs and that type of stuff. Now,
2: oh. I trouble with uh, my knowledge of Scottish food is very limited to porridge,
0: ha- haggis. Yeah, haggis, yeah. and say the Scotch finger biscuit. Oh yes, and isn't there the deep fried Mars bar? Isn't oh it?
2: yes. Now, would there be any local delicacies? Mm. Do you think, uh, Mick? Make...
3: Oh. Yeah, well there is at that time of year when that they're gathering ah, yes, and that's so going good. on. But um yeah, no, it's a big big fishing area, so that's the other uh-huh. thing with it. Yeah, we're close right. to the coast and right on the Clarence River, so
0: Okay, yeah, now yeah,
3: a... just, just finally
0: before we get to the question, what what do the Scots do with fish that's interesting?
3: Oh well that's a good that's a good question. I was referring more to just the area then rather than the, yes, then the yeah, Scottish right. twist on it, but yeah. um Oh, well, that's something yeah, we can follow up. Yeah, I to think, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be
0: fascinated to know what this, how the Scots prepare fish. Now, Roy, let the just set out the question. Mick, have a swing at it. Now, Mick, how many cities will Rudin King be visiting in the upcoming peace tour of China?
3: Well, I reckon he'd probably do five of them.
2: Yes. Are you looking forward to hearing tales of the King in China?
3: Oh, well, yeah, definitely, yeah, and... Um, Yeah, I was only thinking while I was waiting online just the actual, all the talk of the burlesque and then I just, first thing I thought of was there's a lot of feathers involved there, and then the man yes. of feathers, I thought
0: he might get that involved. He in could join Von Teese in that uh, glass, couldn't he? It would, it would That would, that really, would get really get, really get people talking.
2: Now, Mick, uh, <laughs> yeah. thanks very much uh, for answering the question correctly and uh, the dream, week one, week two on VHS. We'll get them in the mail as soon as we can to you. Uh, in the meantime, thanks very much for being part of Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: This is the Church of Football Redemption. Bludging on the blindside. With the collection tray and a slab of fruit and nut, it's those lively lags and the double XL shorts, Roy Slaven and HG Nelson. Yes, um, Roy, I
2: did notice uh, SBW last night. Uh, I'm not sure whether he would have. He came, he put on the shorts and jumper and ran out when he was required to. So I suppose he earned his money. I did see some chat this week that, uh, due to this weird thing with the Timberwolves that only played five matches in the current season in the northern hemisphere sure. and then they had to stop because of COVID and that they mm. were busted. Yeah. If they the new owner is thinking of reheating the original idea of them playing in the English competition, yeah. they would have to pay out all the people owed the money. Now understandably, yeah. uh SBW was up for I think quite several a bit. quite a bit. Yeah. Which means that for the five matches he would get a million dollars a match. Would mm-hmm. that you consider that money well spent?
0: Well, on what we saw last night, you'd have to say no if you're part of the team. Mm-hmm. But if you're a, a viewer, then I mean, it's it's just eyeballs. Man, he, he he I gets eyeballs. Mm. You know, you've just Sunny Bill could have his own show where he just stands there and does nothing, and millions <laughs> of people would watch it. You know that that's the value of the bloke. <laughs> you know, I mean, I wouldn't. No,
2: no. But, but many would. Yeah, and if you put on the shorts and a jumper with Steggles written on it, all of a sudden you've got yes. enormous interest. That's enormous right. interest. <laughs> you know, they think a hundred million people are still tuning yes. in every week. On the off
0: chance they might see Sonny Bill do something.
1: This is the bigger picture from the top rung of the step ladder at the MCG with Kane Corns holding the binoculars relayed to footy heads across Australia by bludging on the blind side.
2: Yes, uh, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side. If you want to get involved with the show, uh, 0467 920 That's 0467 920 That's the text number. And the old school way is roynhg at abc.net.au. That's roynhg at abc.net.au. And the following have, Roy.
0: Yeah, just on the text here, HG, the Scots apparently make a dish called Cullen Skink, which is a chowder. Usually made with haddock, potatoes, and sweet onions. It sounds delicious, doesn't it? Cooked for seven years. Mmm. It sounds beautiful. Right. The Cullen Skink. It's not often noted for its uh, cuisine, Scotland, is it?
2: No, well, they've got the haggis, which tends the to. The haggis, it very... dominates everything, doesn't it? <laughs> it does.
0: And, and really, and once porridge. you've done that, yeah, you really... can just put your feet up for the rest of history.
2: <laughs> I think they have. <laughs> You see, I've never seen Haggis presented as a challenge to any of our great cooks on MasterChef. Nor have I. I've never heard Manu say a word about it. And I, Nor as have you know, I. I listen to everything he says. Yep. Yep. And certainly when Pete Evans, uh, remember when he was a judge, yes. he, he
0: was very silent on the question of Haggis. True. It's a wonder it didn't come up in Plate of Origin, HG. Was there a team? There was no team from Scotland. There's an side. That's total your next oversight. show. What a shot across the bow to Scotland! That is. I know. Yeah. Were they smoked fish? Do they smoke them? I, I don't know. You know, as You're in, like a haddock.
2: Yeah, you know, like uh, oh, I don't know quite what you yeah. do, how you do it, but you preserve them with, uh, yeah. you know, by smoking them.
0: Someone's suggesting uh, there's something called crappit heads. Sounds uh, possible. Uh, consisting of stuffed fish heads. Oh, I'm liking liking the sound of this. Haddock again, that would be stuffed haddock heads, and the stuffing being onions, oats, suet and fish liver.
2: Oh, suet. Whoa. <laughs> Anything that has suet I know, in you're in. in.
0: You've got the nose bag on ready. <laughs> suet pudding, that's my favourite. <laughs> Especially right. when
2: it's made out of fish.
0: I like a haddock head. A lot of people just, you know, throw the haddock head away. It's the best bit. <laughs> Isn't it? It's oh, that's the best bit. I know. Yeah, you know, we had a kid. Yeah, I know you
2: throw the rest Stop of it.
0: With a <laughs> now um. Tom's been in touch, HG. Yeah. Tom says, I'm a quantum physicist. That always gets you. Gets me interested. interested. Mm. Quantum physicist. Uh, working on quantum computers and the like. Now, I was inspired by your recent observation on September the 6th that horses, Rudin King in particular, can comm- communicate faster than light using entangled photons, you recall. <laughs> I can't fault your physics, but in, uh, in spite of the fact that the acronym for my research centre in engineering quantum systems, EQUIS, literally is ah, Latin for horse. I know, very good. Isn't that interesting? Mm. I'd never heard of this equine quantum sense. As you probably know, quantum physics was discovered by Schrodinger, who is uh, clearly an 11 count the letters, so no wonder that it's spooky. Yes, Schrodinger, I think it was Schrodinger's cat. Cat, yeah, that's right. That was both alive and dead at the same time. Mm. And I think it was, depending on the, well... Who you hear, who you listen to. Well, in a quantum sense, Mm -hmm. the cat is both alive and dead. And I think it was Hermann Goering who quite famously said, whenever people start mentioning Schrodinger, I reach for my gun. <laughs> now, but my question to you is, uh, do any other Australian athletes have a similar power and can you name them in public? Perhaps Cam Smith. Right. What, Cam has this special equine sense that he can communicate faster than the speed of... Oh, he might. He might. I, I don't know. Maybe the newly discovered nuclear dump, 11 letters, in the Lithgow tyre yard that you recently reported has something to do with it. Have Can, has Cam been through Lithgow? If so, I wouldn't be at all surprised. Gee, it's an extensive it uh, is, isn't discussion. Yeah, he, I'm excited. I'm sure our National Research Council's Department of Defence, Australian Institute of Sports, and others will be extremely keen to invest in a new generation of athletes with a quantum of horse sense.
2: Wow, lovely finish too—a quantum of horse sense.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, 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 during this period of celebration of twenty years since the Sydney Olympics, we're yet again delu- deluged with numbskulls who insist on saying Sydney in some misguided and fairly poor imitation of the late Juan Antonio yeah, I know. His Excellency, yeah. Juan Antonio. yeah. As you noted during the games by the adroit skit City Olympic Motors. Gee, that's coming oh, That's a isn't memory.
2: It? City the Olympic then Note.
0: Supremo, in his own announcement of the winner in 1993, called out City Australia. However, even members of my own family seek to dispute this due to the level of background noise during the said announcement. Surely there is a sports grant or other public funds available to conduct a full audio analysis of the event to isolate Juan Antonio's voice so that his clumsy utterances can be cleared up once and for all. Wow, that one is. I'm all for that. That's no. one for the academics to do. Yeah, be involved,
2: I know. The yeah. audiologists. Yes, be well, well thank go, you. Yeah,
0: have a go at that. We don't hear and much of them, do we? I
2: know. And they might have a pro tool thing that you could they would. put it through. They would. Some modern version Some of Pro Some yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: Sound yeah. analyzer Something. Digital that would clear it up. Uh, Now, this comes from Nigel. He Mm -hmm. says, uh, the eels, because we were talking last week about chicken, HG, and the relationship between chicken sponsorship and rugby league. Yes. You were talking about steggles, marvellous. You know, with the roosters, it's a perfect fit. Now, he says, here the eels are sponsored by Vasco's Charcoal Chicken, discovered 1497. So, Vasco, this would be referring to Vasco da Gama, I suppose.
2: Yeah, but what? how does that work? I mean, Vasco's chicken, is there any suggestion it's got an Indian flavour? Because Vasco da Gama, I think I'm right in saying, has travelled round the Cape of Good Hope and headed he up towards India. He did. Um, I had no idea that he cooked chicken at all, Vasco No, da Gama. It, was
0: it? <laughs> I, I knew he was a great uh, seaman. He
2: loved his flaffles. Yes, Yes. Um, but, um, look, I, I, I don't get the connection. I don't
0: get the connection at all. I, I,
2: I mean, I, I'm not for one minute disputing that they sponsor the Eels, but I can't, I, I mean, I'm going to have to look now closely at the Eels gear mm. to work out where the sponsorship is a sleeve sponsor, is a short sponsor?
0: I don't it? know. I didn't see it on sale when I went down to watch them flog the Broncos in last year's finals, but we'll try to find a store next time. Oh, he, he's having difficulty sourcing uh, Vasco's charcoal chicken by the looks of things. Wow. It's Nigel. Yeah. I can't help you, Nigel. I don't know where you get Vasco's chicken. And I don't know. I had no idea. I'm, I'd be interested Baffled. in following that up. Yeah. <laughs> if Vasco de Gama did cook chicken on board. Yeah, that's right. And if so, what were the, what, herbs, and what were the herbs and spices he picked Used, up? Because yeah. he would have been aware of the spice trade. He would have been e- aware exactly,
2: of Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And stuffing. Oh. You know, I mean, you know, exotic stuffings.
0: I mean, do you I'm know sure that as
2: a fact? No, I just made that up. To oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Now, I'm you don't know if you put anything in a fish head, do you? Well, I, I, I don't I've know. Got,
2: I've got the There would have been feeling, a fair bit of
0: fishing happening on the boat, there would imagine. Have, and imagine spicing when, up a... Vasco saw it, he would have said, "Ah, oh, don't throw the fish away. No. Don't throw their heads away. No, we've got Bring a chicken. Here, we can stuff them with chicken. With the I, giblets. I, I tell you what, it would be great to have a chicken with a flathead wedged. Yes. Imagine what Vasco da Gama would have done with the giblets, with a bit of spice, in the head of a Flat fish. Egg. Now, uh, HG, you'd remember Janet Hattam. She's been in touch. Oh yes, uh, Thailand Bend correspondent. Yes, she said, "Sound your ear horns uh, as the 220 version Australia Supercars Championship returns to the Bend Motorsport Park." Mm-hmm. Now, the OTR Super Sprint will follow next weekend. That'll be this weekend. That's the that's the OTR Super Sprint. Supporting the supercars will be SA Combined Sedans featuring HQ Holdens and Improved oh, Production and Saloons, Aussie tin tops, which I love and you do too. And HQs. Yeah. I, I'm interested. I know you are. We'll also be on track. Another combo category features Super 3, Super Production, Super Sports, Super Trans, Super Stuttgart and Super Saloons. Hang on. I know. How does that work? I know. But I'm interested. Holden Ford's contribution to Australian culture will also be celebrated. Tribute will include a show and shine display. Oh, I love a show and shine. Plus parade laps at the close of track activity. Mm-hmm. Taking a page out of Blungee the Blindside's book are park and view tickets. Enjoy racing from the comfort of your own car. Oh. Pull up a barbecue and make a day of it. Yeah, why not? Or pack the chairs and a blanket with unrivaled access around most of the uh, circuit's perimeter. You won't miss out on any of the action with general admission. Isn't that fantastic, HG? It it
2: is good. And is that the track where they don't uh, race in one direction but it's an up and back track? It's an up and back.
0: Yeah. It's one of the only up and backs in Australia as far as I know. This is a and Bend. As always, you'll find me in the blinkered nights of balaclava caravan, selling tea towels for victims of the punt. So, Janet's right on board there. Isn't
2: that brilliant? That's great news. I did hear that the uh, supercars had going to um, Motorsport Park. Yes. Uh, in Talon Bend. And isn't it great how they kicked on? Because yeah. it wasn't there no, some it wasn't. years ago. No, and, no you know, it wasn't. No, no. It was
0: they made it, it. was a community thing, community Commu- yeah, effort. Yeah, yeah. You know, once and communities, get them on board. Yeah. Away they go. Yep. magic mm. can happen. Mm. Just finally, David's been in touch, HG, um, uh, given your frequent discussion of rugby. League, I thought you might like to chat about the grand final pre-game or halftime entertainment. Well, of course we do. My idea, which you are welcome to discuss on the on on your program, mm-hmm. the Morris twins, Brett and Josh, were pretty ordinary last night, weren't they? We hardly saw the Morrises. Well, one of them wasn't one there. One of them wasn't there at all. Oh, hey. no Doesn't wonder, matter. Okay. Now, the other one was struggling. Struggling, yeah. And d- usually defence is really good, but it wasn't there last night. Now, the Morris twins, Brett and Josh, race 100 metres to decide who was the fastest Morris. Because right. I don't know if that's ever been decided. Fascinating thought. Uh, you could even throw in Dad, Slippery Morris, who also showed a bit of toe in his day. The only problem is the team, the Roosters, could actually play in the grand final, not after last night. They won't be, I'm telling you now. In that case, I suggest you would stage the race before the grand final. What better way to warm up for the game? Wouldn't that be fantastic?
2: You know, I thought you were going to head in an entirely
0: different direction. Well, it's not me. This is David. David, isn't there a form of burlesque called Morris dancing? Well, Morris dancing, yes, I don't know if it's burlesque. I you made that up. Uh, you, that but bit. you could certainly burlesque it up. up a bit. <laughs> yes, that's right. And if yeah. the Morris twins were involved, I mean... Oh, that is fantastic. Well, no. Imagine that before the... thing the... about Morris dancers, too, HGs, they, they don't mind a fight. I <laughs> know, it's a bit clumsy, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Bit... And, <laughs> and they usually have from... a sort of quarterstaff yeah, or right. something like that. The bang on the ground. Bang on the ground. But... But seeing the Morris twins dressed up in the Morris gear... Mm-hmm. <laughs> that'd be a start... At the which they take off burlesque style oh.
2: before
1: running. Wow! Football. It's Meatloaf, Billy Idol, Tom Jones, Mike Brady, Tina, Chisel, Bon Jovi and Daryl. All stars strutting their stuff at the Big Watusi and bludging on the blind side on ABC Radio. Now, the suggestion
0: is that Vasco da Gama was Portuguese. Yes. Hence Portuguese chicken. Yeah, but There is then Portuguese there chicken. There is, but then add... It's spices, isn't it? Yes, yes that's right. A, Value like add to that. turmeric and stuff like that. Mm.
2: Did he? Did Vasco da Gama go to from Portugal all the way mm. round to India yeah. and find they were doing ch- chicken with spices that they weren't doing in well, Portugal? Well, maybe they hadn't
0: bo- put it together. The Indians, maybe they had chooks running around, they had all the spices, and, and it was Vasco. Vasco who said, "Why don't you put those two together?" <laughs> you know, sure,
2: because <laughs> sure. he
0: was that sort of guy. I know, can do, yeah. Now, well, you spend a lot of time on the on the boat, you know. You've I got know, a lot of time to think. You, you have. That's you know? right. You forget. And that. you're eating stuff that's rubbish, you know, mm. fish heads and. The and light.
2: remember, of course, you're a long way from port for a long time. Yeah. And you want to liven up the food. Yeah. I mean, isn't that why the spice trade we got involved in? the We meaning Europeans got yeah. involved
0: in the spice trade in the first place. Yeah. Oh, indeed, indeed, because you could then eat meat that was off. <laughs> Correct. You know. Now, now, uh, now, someone's asking HG. Uh, just wondering if we'd had any luck in finding Farlap's horse float for the Barrel Museum proposal. Uh, well, I, I didn't. I didn't have much time to follow it up this week at all. I you don't know, know if you did?
2: No, look, I didn't because, um, let's face it, I, I just thought that. Would be a great thing to oh, make. it'd be magnificent. I know, but as a challenge, you know, to yeah, to challenge ourselves. So once we're able to move around the nation, yeah. the first thing would be on top of my agenda would be to go to Victoria, start asking questions about the float. Mm. Have we got any pictures of what the float looked no, like? We don't. So I'm a bit yeah. baffled well, by what I'm looking for. Who knows? But, yeah, you see yeah. what I mean. If but we... I
0: know, as you might have suggested last week, there is someone in Victoria, most likely, mm-hmm. who has. That float in out in the garage. that has been there for you know 80, 90 years, and no one's opened the double and no doors. No one's opened the double doors to have a look, but somebody knows where yeah. it is. Well, I think that's what I was going and to get. And they to. might be thinking, oh, it's going to accrue in value over the years, and it might. Hmm. But I don't. I don't think you'll get a better time for sale of that object than now with the proposal of the Bradman cricket pitch. Imagine having that there beside it,
2: I mean... I know. And are you suggesting that the horse float may be able to make with suitable bunting on the side, mm -hmm. save the pitch sort of from, well, journey from, let's say... Personally
0: speaking, I don't think the pitch needs anything to... Help it along. To help it along. It it does its own work. Mm -hmm. But if you wanted to value add... Let's say this horse floats (laughs) in Cranbourne.
2: Cranbourne
0: area, yep. you know. Is two, that just a hunch hour. or have that's, you got no, information? No, I've
2: got some ideas that okay. it could be down there. Right. Uh, and uh, plenty of garages in that area. Yeah. And so then it's gotten out. It, obviously, somebody have to lay a spanner on it to get it going and turned over and, you know, maybe. Well, a bit of but, WD-40 yeah, or a bit of axle grease yeah, or something like, like that. I oh, know that's. Ah! controversial <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that could fix up the radiator maybe mm. they've got to do a few hoses that sort of thing because of very old-school technology almost anybody could do it if you had mm-hmm. access to an internet yeah uh, now then we paint the sides of it
0: save the pitch oh yeah I know but I you, know I know would that devalue the pitch I, no it would devalue the float I know we want to have it pristine No. Well,
2: maybe they could, don't paint it, just string banners. Yeah, string the, banners. Yeah, on Thank the side. Yeah. Drive it up to the pitch. Drive it up to the pitch. Imagine the photo, the mm. emphasis, and then stick it on and eBay. The publicity,
0: the massive publicity. You here know. it comes. Here it is. <laughs> Far laps float, visits pitch. Writes itself. In bid to
2: save. <laughs> yeah. You know, Bradman's legacy.
0: Yeah.
2: Do you reckon Bradman laid that pitch or had anything? No, it known? was
0: well around uh, when you know, Bradman's grandfather would have played on it. Right? Oh, okay. You know, 1880s,
2: wasn't yeah. it? I'm not sure I got that. 1880s, it yeah. was,
0: the pitch was laid down.
2: Now, mm-hmm. are we approaching the War Memorial mm-hmm. or the Barrel Museum to yeah. have farlaps float in there? Now, mm-hmm. I've got to remember... Well, dis-
0: I'm disappointed the Barrel, the Bradman Museum...
2: Hasn't put out feelers. They've said nothing. I know, very QT.
0: They've said nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're worried that people will visit Barrel and just go to the pitch and ignore... The museum. You know, the, the nonsense that goes on in the museum. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I immediately thought of Sotheby's, but what
2: you're suggesting, though, is a far more, that we donate the, once it's found, that we maybe fundraise, mm. uh, you know, site fundraise, GoFundMe sort of stuff. Mm. Uh, like is this just the float? Th- the, yeah, to buy the float for the nation.
0: Yeah. And then it could Oh, go- I'm sure whoever has the float would donate it to the nation. <laughs>
1: Observant Australians, have you noticed a hero quietly going about their work at your local club? Jumper washers, line markers, witches' hat wranglers, sandwich makers. You know the type. Quiet, hardworking, no tickets, just real Aussies. Well, the Peter Verlandis Local Rugby League Hero Award is back for 2020. Nominate your local hero now on 0467. Nine two
0: zero triple two. As you notice, Adam on the text is suggesting that um, that uh, mm, that the Scottish are partial to smoked kipper. Uh, oh yes,
2: that. that's the sort of thing I was thinking of. Smoked
0: kipper th- sounds lovely, especially as breakfast.
2: Yes, that's right. I think it is served as a breakfast
0: dish now. And another culinary masterpiece is Colcannon, cannon, which oh, is yes. mashed potatoes and cabbage. Ooh, sounds a bit flavourless, doesn't it? Do you it? have to put spices with that or Well, Vasco de Bagama would.
2: Mm. Mm.
0: He'd, he'd throw something in to liven that up a bit. That just sounds a bit dull.
2: Um, mm. Well, that's great that we've got – now we've got breakfast, yeah. lunch and dinner almost satisfied. Smoked ca- kipper for breakfast. What could yeah. be better? I know. That would really wake you yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get you get your point in the right direction. Now, um, look, two stories about how big, uh, how solid rugby league players are. Mm. One concerning Boyd Cordner, and the article runs, you know, is Boyd Cordner too tough for his own good? Oh yes. And uh, this concerns the all the injuries that he's had, mm. uh, which are pretty massive, really. I mean, he's lucky to be alive, Boyd Cordner. Yeah. And of course, recently he was in terrible trouble with his concussion. Yes. Now I know you've done some tests on him, mm-hmm. and um, you know that um, test that you, where you put his your hand in his vice. Sorry, his hand in a vice, mm-hmm. screwed it up and hit him with a couple of times with the sledgehammer. I was amazed he survived that.
0: Didn't worry him at all. No. Yeah. No. I, I don't think he feels pain. You know, which is a great advantage for a rugby league player, but it can become your enemy. It you certainly know, can. You know, if if say something serious happens to you and you really don't feel it it's just that you have difficulty walking and you don't know why uh, because there's no pain uh, you can exacerbate the injury and make it worse. And I suspect this is what's been happening a little bit in, in, uh, in uh, Boyd's case.
2: Well, it, it, there's an interesting thing here. It's It concerns a match of a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah.
2: There's every chance the Roosters captain will play again with the Sharks on Saturday. That's obviously a couple of weeks ago. Despite being taken from the SCG against the Knights for a concussion test after his head thudded into the ground while scoring, trying to score a try. All right. Now, this is his big problem. He's banging his head in the Bang ground. Banging his head, yeah. He's got to protect his head. Uh, according to the Roosters and Coordinate, the vision he was uh, deceiving mm.
0: <laughs> isn't it always with a rugby league player? Yeah. The vision of the head hitting the turf. Mm. Very deceiving. Yeah. Well, if you slow it right down, it doesn't hit the turf at all. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he passed an
2: on-field assessment yeah. with experienced trainer Travis Toomer. Experienced
0: what? <laughs> Travis
2: Tumor. That's a name.
0: Is he fully ticketed? Is I he?
2: don't know. I can't. I, I've got to be honest. A right. lot of the, a lot of the
0: medical staff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we do have a history of. But, being but Boyd's been tested so often for this. He'd sail through any test. He's done yeah. it so often. Wouldn't matter how concussed he was. He knows what's going to come. He knows. He knows. Yes. No. Minister left. Right.
2: And Scott Morrison. Yeah. Mm. They're your questions. Mm. Now, then the off-field assessment with experienced Dr. Tom Longworth. Mm. Wow. Mm. <laughs> he's, he's shown no memory loss, headaches or other symptoms good. since and has been cleared to resume full training.
0: Good. Well, that's a good news story. It
2: is. Excellent news. He also plays for a club where the coaching staff worries about their players more than most. Players at other clubs suffered head injuries one week and sent out mindless bison, like mindless bison the next... I didn't know that was
0: going on. Mindless bison? Who's sending out mindless bison? To play rugby league. I tell you what, the only mindless bison we've seen playing rugby league recently was Eastern Suburbs last night. And SBW, come on down. Mm. Speaking of big cattle.
2: Now, uh, now let's see, the, um, well... It's, it's it's a bit a bit hard here, but he was tackled with the ball in the 83rd minute, slammed in the Suncorp Turf Stadium, rose slowly to his feet, and yeah. then stuffed up the play the ball. The Storm won the turnover in possession. Mm. Oh no, Boyd uh, said Andrew Johns in commentary. He says it's hard to watch a warrior like that. The thing about Boyd is that he's too tough for his own good. Ah, uh, well,
0: there it is. See.
2: A a truer word has never been uh, spoken about, Boyd. Mm. Uh, That moment in which he subconsciously told himself to hurry up and play the ball instead of just laying down captured the beauty and the bane of the rooster skippers. I mean, beautiful, Uh. beautiful. This is from the Nine newspaper. There are craftier back rowers out there, no doubt, who are better ball players with better footwork, but none as courageous as young Boydie. None of them. None of them make as many. Well, this is ancient history now. None yep. make as many hard runs so frequently. It's what. Do you reckon the fact that he didn't get concussed last night, or I don't think he got concussed last night, is the reason the Roosters lost?
0: Well, he'd probably be a little bit disappointed that he didn't put in, wouldn't he? And uh, you know, I hope the coach doesn't get up him for that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> boy, you're looking a bit too good. I know. Yeah. You look yeah. as if you haven't had a game of rugby league. Now it's why he's the captain. You knew you you, you, which side to get into the car. Yeah. <laughs> Dead giveaway.
2: <laughs> it's why he's the captain of the club, state and country. It's why he's so widely loved. Yeah. But it's also why his body is failing him, like mm. last night. Yeah. It's why there have been concerns at the Roosters about his longevity dating back as far as 2013. Why? Well, hang on a minute. He's played seven years with these doubts. Mm is starting to take on a very, very unsavoury uh, flavour. No. His knees were starting to show signs of arthritis in 2013. Oh wow, he's kept that quiet then.
0: Yeah, no wonder he's struggling to get up and play the ball. If you got oh, get out of bed.
2: that's <laughs> <laughs> Cordner was only 21 then. He's 28 now, and he's growing concern about how he can, he can see the NRL season out. Mm. Oh
3: no, this
0: no. is the worst week. Let well, alone, it looks like they're going to bow out early if last night... Well, then he'd be to able to maybe by. get
2: through the three oranges, mm. oranges the three origin series, yes. best of three origin series, mm. and perhaps early retirement from rep footy is looming. Now, he's spoke to the reporter who wrote this thing for Nine. He said... I've done my ACL in my left knee. A couple of surgeries on my right knee. Uh, both ankles have been had surgery. Mm. Uh, broken jaw, so surgery there. Peck at the start of the season in twenty sixteen. Broke my big toe that year. Two, cal- well, two calf in game two of Origin twenty seventeen, and then the ankle. And uh, referring to you know, obviously. Uh, he's bruised all over, he said, I've been lucky except when Roy got me in and put my hand, my hand in a vice, so he got mm. me in and put his, my hand in a vice and hit me with a sledgehammer. That mm. really
0: undid me. It did. Mm. Um, yeah. But you,
2: I don't think there was any sign. I just want to go- test
0: the limits. <laughs> think about Boyd, you know. How far can you go? How far can you go? Mm. Gonna.
2: What is going to happen or what can we do about this? I mean, this is, comes back to.
0: Well, um, it comes back to the medical staff. The medical staff at the eastern suburbs, the 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 Steggles team, the highly touted. the highly t- touted Steggles team, and you'd have to say that uh, you know if the co- the medical staff are doing as good a job as the coaching staff, what could possibly go
1: wrong? The murderer knows people, people like Scott Cam, Shotgun McKenzie, Peter Evans, and Max Verstappen. Join the dots, Australia. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio.
2: Now, <clears throat> that's Boyd. Then we come to the case of Tim Glazeby. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I danced for joy when the name Glazeby was selected at origin level. Mm-hmm. We thought this is just
0: wonderful to have the... The first Glazeby. Enter into the history books. I
2: know. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. Now, sadly, Tim Glazeby wasn't able to watch television with his children months after suffering his final concussion and then he knew his time as an NRL player was over. That's a very sad story, isn't it? So he can't watch television with his kids. Mm. You know, he loved uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah. Postman Pat. Yeah. Play School.
0: Plate of Origin, did he? He
2: loved Plate of Origin. The kids loved Plate of Origin. They barracked for everybody. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So Glazeby has been medically retired by the Knights after his latest concussion suffered against North Queensland in round seven. Mm. So this goes back to earlier in the month. Yeah. The Queensland Maroon forward suffered headaches, light and sound sensitivity and motion sickness for months. He wasn't able to travel on the team bucks or watch television, leaving the 31-year-old no no choice. Mm. I was in a bad way for a bit. Uh hmm. couldn't spend time with my family or anything like that. just knew it was over. Yep. Uh, Glazeby said after the night's thump, the dragons had home. It was scary. I had the reassurance I, I would recover from the symptoms and I have. That's been good. I haven't uh, had uh, anything for a little while now. But, yeah, it was very frustrating and I yeah. felt as a bit useless. I couldn't do anything. It, was, it wasn't really nice and mm. I didn't want to keep risking it. Now, Glazeby couldn't put a number on the total concussions he suffered throughout his career. He couldn't put he lost the count. Lost count. Oh, man. He suffered several NRL pr- uh, at NRL level prior to the knock against the Cowboys, but th- this concussion was different. Uh. I found that the knocks came along easier over time. I bet yep. they do.
0: Well, look, we've got to begin in schools, I think, HG, and that is rugby league players have got to make a note of every time they get concussed. You know? You just yes. ma- make a note. They have a diary. You're, they have a diary. A concussion. A concussion. Diary. concussion Symptoms. That each rugby league child or rugby league playing child is given Mm -hmm. that they
2: carry with them for the rest of their life. Yes, and it's a digital firm that's put into a chip inside. Oh,
0: well, sure. You can go that far if you like. But at the moment I've just seen something like Pen and paper? Pen and paper, just just something like an old bank book used to look like. Mm -hmm. And for every time you get concussed, you get a stamp. And then you add up the number of stamps over a career and you might think, oh, this is my 150th, i better stop playing. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. At mm-hmm. least you'd have something to go by or some, show us, you know, if you yes. want to play for the Broncos. Okay, yeah. Come on, in. Yeah, where's your diary? Oh, show me your concussion book. Yeah. Now you've had, oh, you've only had 40. Yeah, I know. We'll sign you up. <laughs> is that what we're looking
2: at? Spring chicken, Yes. Mm. He, he says he's had some bad knocks in the past where I've had symptoms for a week or so but yeah. nothing like this. That was that, that. part of it was scary. I knew there was some part of it that was getting a bit worse yeah. and when it got real worse, that's when I knew it was only going to get worse from there.
0: Yeah. Well, you make these discoveries. You know, sometimes you can find yourself sitting on the toilet seat and you think, what am I doing here? How did that happen? What am I meant to do here? And you um, ask, you know, mates to help. Yeah. Help, I'm in here. What are you doing in there? Hello.
1: The 2020 Olympic Games are now the 2021 agenda. This change of date is the greatest Olympic challenge ever. If anyone can pull it off, it'll be the awesome foursome of John Coates, Lord Gosper, Bruce McAvaney, and Dick Pound. The Olympics could not be in safer hands than these four bludgers on the blind side.
0: Someone suggesting... Sorry, actually, yes, some, someone's suggesting here that um, a fantastic Scottish dish is... Cocker Leslie.
2: Oh, now that does ring a bell. Rings a bell. It's a sort of chicken and leek soup. Yes, that's right. Now that's that sounds right.
0: delicious. Yes. Doesn't chicken and leek together really works.
2: Now, would you have that as supper? So you'd have your breakfast, your, your lunch, your, your, your dinner. And someone's pointing out that then, a,
0: a kipper is already smoked. You wouldn't yes. smoke a kipper. It's a no. mackerel. Yes, a no, no. Is no I a smoked that's right. that's
2: right. That's what I was fishing for earlier. Yeah. Get it? Yeah.
0: Um, okay. And someone's suggesting Cranachan uh, or cranachin. Mm-hmm. Is a trifle like dessert that'd be like custard and cake and yeah, fruit wine and, and fruit yeah. and stuff like that. Sounds delicious. Oh, the Scots can cook, can't they? Yeah. <laughs> now, a story. I mean, like it. wasn't one of the um, new master chef judges a Scotsman? Wasn't it Jock? Jock Frillino or whatever. Oh, something that. like that. John Frillino. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And he was great! Yes, his ideas... You know, he didn't embarrass himself at all. He seemed to know what to do with a fork. Uh Uh-huh. Unlike Matt Preston.
2: (laughs) Now, I know he's no longer judging, but be that Mm. as it may. Coming back to a story that we ran last week concerning uh, the problem of Curtis Scott, the Canberra player who, well, let's face it, passed out under a tree. Mm. Now... I, and you, and I, and this program are very critical of the police in this matter. Mm. But it's come to my attention through conversations with the police Mm. that there's another view here. Oh. And it's to do with the idea that um, the police uh, were called to a trespass. This is going back. People remember the incidents. Mm. Uh, Somebody has a few beers and Mm. then have a few more beers. Fig tree. Fig tree, few more beers. Yeah. You're thinking, I might just lie down here for a minute or two and have a snooze because I'm a bit... Yep. Police uh, were called to a trespass, and he was trespassing at the time, meaning he was in private property. Yep. There was an individual that required assistance and tried to remove him uh, off the property. Mm. Police uh, were found in a very difficult situation. Mm. Now, in these situations, if someone is trespassing in your front yard and they're asleep, they're intoxicated, they're a young fit man, and uh, there are only a couple of ways to get them out. Yep. One, for them to stand up and come with you. Secondly, at some stage, you have to use force. Often in these situations, it does escalate. Yeah. There is nothing we can do about it. And uh, that individual is not going to comply with a reasonable direction. Now, then what happens there is the reasonable direction meant that they obviously had to use excessive force. Yes. But we couldn't leave him there if if we did and he did go on and commit more crimes or he injured himself, the police are liable. We couldn't leave him there. He had to come with us. There were three minutes and three minutes... There were minutes and minutes and minutes where we were attempting to remove him police peacefully. Yeah. Whether or not they used their powers lawfully, I can't comment. But what would happen if he came to and staggered out into the traffic? He was hit by a car. Hit by a car. Well, I think the magistrate who heard
0: the case, HG, suggested being hit by a car would create less injury than the police did to him on this in this instance. I think it's a droll
2: comment. It from is the a bench, droll com- comment
0: from the bench. It was Now, yes,
2: you and I in the past have been very pro rugby league police. Yeah. Because A
0: dedicated force. force.
2: Exactly. Because only rugby league police understand rugby league crime. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an obvious, bleeding obvious thing to say. Yep. Now, here I've got two suggestions. Mm. This is a job creation scheme. Yes. And the one thing is is that when players retire, there's a pathway into rugby league police work. Mm-hmm. So as each club would nominate two retiring players, if yes. there were vacancies, yep. who might be able to decide to go on and get ticketed as police and then be able to come and help people like Curtis So it would be Sergeant Dishhead Dowling. Sergeant Dishhead Dowling, Sergeant Boyd Cordner. Who yes. wouldn't actually remember what Sergeant he was doing.
0: Sergeant Nate Miles. Yes. Yeah. Senior Sergeant, Senior Sergeant Nate, Nate, Nate Miles, yeah. Now,
2: the other way mm-hmm. I think is whether the police could see their way and let's face it, a lot of in the past there's been a lot of police who have played rugby league. Mm-hmm. Of course, in this day and age, people play rugby league as a full-time career. They do. Maybe we have to go back to a sort of half-and-half half stage where... Mm-hmm. The club decides that the players can only play, the police players can only play a couple of ma- matches a month. Many, oh, I see, The other two yes. matches would be, you know, the other two weeks would be available to solve rugby league crime.
0: They'd be working the beat.
2: They'd be working the beat. Yeah. So uh-huh. what happens is we advertise the number, the 0413 number, mm-hmm. and that is rugby league crime, not like a triple yes. you know, O or whatever yep. you have to, or yep. Crime Stoppers or whatever it is now. Yep. So it's then the people ring up. And they ring up their club, as yeah. in we're in the Parramatta area, so Parramatta Rugby League Police, come. There's a fair bit, that, a fair chance they'll know who it is, yeah. so they might get round there and Junior Power, come on, Junior, Junior, yeah, right. Junior,
0: Junior, pants up, come yeah. on, come on, we're going this time way, time to go home, come on, yeah, we're going on this way, come on, follow me, stay with it, yeah. Yeah. So follow
2: yeah. me, look at me, look at me, yeah. and then if things had sure. to get a bit more Which comes to
0: shove, all yeah. of a sudden.
2: You're dealing with rugby league people. You're not dealing with foreigners. Yeah. I use that word advisedly. No, I understand. I don't mean people who are from a foreign country. No, no, no. People you don't, they don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, what I'd like to see, HG, is very simple. I, I mean, what I love, the idea of a dedicated force. I think if we had a, just a steel cage, if police were given a steel cage that they would carry about with them on the back of the, back of the police wagon... And if they see a rugby league player under a fig tree, not a problem. Just put the steel cage over him. When he wakes up, he's going to, you know, what? can't get out, can't move. Uh, Phone, help, I'm here, you know. Trouble, the problem would disappear. You wouldn't have to move them. No, because they can just stay there. Yes. And knowing that they're safe, they, mm-hmm. they can't walk out onto the road or get themselves hurt or anything. No, no. And so there'd be a bit of heckling when people go, people twig to this and think, oh, there's, someone a, there's a cage over there. I wonder yeah. who it is. Well, you know, <laughs> hello. <laughs> and it's Boyd Courtney. Hey boy, what were you doing last night? Yeah.
2: That's yeah. right. Well, I got concussed <laughs> and then I wandered off and ended up here.
0: Yeah. Uh do you worry that um you know there's Well you the, might need a cherry picker to put the cage in if someone's yes, in, no, in I the understand. backyard. Yeah. A rugby league player is in my backyard, officer. Oh, hang on. Mm. Cherry picker arrives, steel cage over the house, punk. Are you
2: seeing this a job for rugby league police or the normal police? Normal police. Normal police. Yeah. So what I worry about is—is is mm. do normal police are they what, rugby? Got lead? too
0: much to do. Yeah, wow, well, that's one problem.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree they have too much yeah. to do. Yeah, but then the other thing is, do you think they understand rugby league now? In the past, in I the do.
0: past, they did because they yeah. played rugby. Lead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now look. They... I think it becomes pretty clear when you see someone, you know, lying and um, you know under a tree, two in the morning, can't wake them up. There are telltale signs Mm -hmm. that say rugby league. You look at the haircut. Yeah. You look at the tats. Yeah, the tats. You look at the jumper, the shorts, the boots, the socks, the total look. And some smart copper's going to say, I bet this bloke plays rugby league.
1: (laughs) The AFL supports the dreams and aspirations of hard-working Australians who want nothing more than the right to have a fair go. This is bludging on the Blind Side. Um, now. Yeah.
2: I was taken by that problem that the uh, Ricky Stewart presented last weekend. Oh,
0: yes. Now,
2: you know, look, I, I don't know why, and we've said this, we've made this point many, many times before, why people go to... Canberra Raiders matches and report on what Ricky says after the game. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's basically a whinge. Yes. And, you know, it's we it wasn't us out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, he said it all before and yep. I just hate the referees and, you know, if I was, if I was coaching either, you know, he, he might even stray off his own, forget yep. our match, if I was coaching either, uh, you know, the Rabbits or the Roosters, I'd be livid with the performance of the referees last night. Yep. And when are they going to sack that bloke? And Bunker, yep. what's going on? Yep. Now, so here we go, Ricky Stewart. This is last week, Canberra twenty six, New Zealand Warriors fourteen. Mm-hmm. Ricky Stewart has launched a stinging pre finals attack on the NRL, claiming uh, his view of the game was planets apart. Wow, planets apart from the head of football, Graeme Annesley, yeah. and was hinting he could sub he could be subject to payback for speaking out. Oh no, planets apart. Planets apart. I mean this is hard to imagine, isn't it? Yeah. We're on planet Earth.
0: Yeah. Where's Ricky?
2: Well Ricky's on Mars. Right. She's so long so far away. Yeah we game won't get it's different, doesn't
0: it? No. <laughs> <laughs> game looks so different out there. <laughs>
2: Uh, moments after the Raiders sent the top four race down to the wire, Stewart accused the NRL of hiding results of their weekend review of matches mm. after his side overcame uh, Jack uh, Whiten's controversial sin binning to score a, a comeback 26-14 win over the Warriors. Stewart labelled the match disgraceful. Wow. I mean, that's, that's a big call for Stick. That is a big call, is it? Because he's seen a lot of rubbish in has, his time.
0: He has. He's coached a lot of rubbish in his time. He's been responsible for a hell of a lot of rubbish. If anyone knows rubbish, Stick does. So I, I take that, that carries weight in my view.
2: And Did s- he get penalised? Wait a minute. And said it only needed line outs to be second uh, the second rugby union match played in GIO Stadium in as many days because the, oh, he's referring to the fact the Brumbies had won the. Uh, yes. The, what's the global rapid rugby knockout <laughs> the previous night? Right. A frustrated Stewart launched a water bottle from his coaching box after Whiten's first half scene bidding yeah. for being offside on his line and he barely cooled down by the time he fronted the press conference. That was a shocking game of football, Stick said. Oh, dear. And now the writer here who's writing for the nine paper again said after his side turned the blowtorch on the eels for a top, four, spore, a top four spot. Right. If we had have put some line-outs in when the ball went out, we would have won two rugby union games here in two days. If my team was giving away those penalties, that's well and good. We get penalised for it. They're doing the same things and not getting penalised. Oh, this is oh, the old
0: sticky complaint. It is, isn't it? Yeah. You know. We can't get away with nothing and they can How come they can get away with that rubbish and we can't? It really frustrates me
2: and if I say anything, I get payback.
0: Yeah, you do get payback. So what happens? I throw a bottle out. I throw a bottle out of the coach's box. (laughs) Did it hit anyone? Do we know?
2: No, not sure. Not sure. Anyway, Chris Sutton, the referee, blew a 7-1 first half penalty count in favour of the Warriors. It eventually finished 8-all as the Raiders launched their comeback with two tries while Whiten was in the bin. Right. So, look... I don't know where we go. to I don't from know here. where we go with that. And the only thing that I did think of yeah. was some of these rule changes that are flagged do take the game dangerously close to rugby union, don't they?
0: Well, well, to global global rapid rugby, rugby, yes, <laughs> which is all the talk. <laughs> I know all the talk.
1: The award-winning Eddie Maguire webinar. How to stay relevant during a pandemic when no-one can go to the footy. Now available wherever you get your bludging on the Blindside podcast. Oh, yes, sorry. I was just drifting away there, thinking about
2: sticking... Someone's suggesting Detective
0: Detective Julian O'Neill would be an interesting uh, and a useful addition to the Rugby League Police Force. Well, no-one would know... Ah, the insider's yeah, view.
2: The insider's view, that's right. And would we have to get a manual written up for this, you know? Like oh, our, yes. Yeah. There'd have
0: to be protocols and what have you. Yeah, What you you're know, not allowed
2: to do, how quickly can the cage come down.
0: Yeah. Who has yeah. the authority to bring the cage in, you know? And would every club have a cage? Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Enough, Some clubs would have several hundred cages. <laughs> I know.
2: Oh, full. <laughs> um Well, look, unfortunately, that's it. I mean, it's a brilliant idea and rugby league crime. I mean, I stay awake at night thinking about it. That's all I ever think about and how to solve it. In the meantime, thanks very much for bludging with us today. Uh, Join us next weekend for more of the same as the Rugby League final series for 2020 gets underway right here on ABC Grandstand. Bye now.
1: You've been listening to an ABC podcast.